You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 14. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today, wherever you are, wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening, thanks for coming over. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're coming back, uh, well, welcome back. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, I really appreciate you heading over to iTunes, leave a review there. It helps other youth pastors and youth workers find the podcast, helps the podcast in the rankings a bit, making it easier to find, and really super encouraging for me. Very, very helpful. I appreciate it very, very much. You can go to longerhall.com slash iTunes to do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at, at Jody Livingston, that's J-O-D-Y, and of course over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All of the links uh, mentioned today, resources mentioned today in this episode will be in the show notes at thelongerhall.com slash episode 014, thelongerhall.com slash episode 014. Today's a little bit different than previous episodes. Today's a solo episode, so you get to listen to me. Uh, chat a bit to you, and I'm going to share with you one of the things that I really always share with youth pastors, especially young youth pastors who are just starting out, and uh, and it's just really important for them to recognize off the front. But even if you've been in youth ministry for a while, I think some of these things that I'm going to talk about, you'll see probably reflected in your own ministry. I think this is one of the big keys for anybody who's wanting to be in youth ministry for the longer haul, is recognizing some of these expectations, there's some things you can just expect to come along the way at certain points. And so we're kind of going to walk through some of those today for you. It'd be really helpful, really encouraging, regardless of where you find yourself, what stage of ministry, how long you've been in youth ministry, just really, really helpful. And honestly, even if you're just a youth leader, a volunteer youth leader who's listening, if you, you can see these things and recognize these things, you'll see them in the life of your youth pastor, in the ministry of your youth pastor or youth pastors, uh, since so often they come and go. I really think these things are a p- big part of the reason why youth pastors don't stick around very long. And so we'll jump into that and kind of talk through that. Before we get to that, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, which is audible.com. Great resource for you. Huge resource for me. One of my favorite, favorite things. We're actually about to head out on vacation for the first time in a while. Gosh, I almost don't even know what that means. So we'll be in the car a bit and Audible will let me read while I drive safely. And so uh, just a great resource. I'm able to, to read a whole lot more books by listening to them on Audible. Highly recommend it to you, at least to give it a try. And for listeners for the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, audible.com is offering a free month, which includes a download of any book they have out of their 150,000 books over there. So check it out. I think you'll really appreciate it. You can go to thelongerhaul.com slash trial and grab your free month and free download there. And with that said, let's jump in here to today's topic. Again, super, super important, uh, I believe. There are just certain points in your ministry, regardless of the size of the church, regardless of the size of your ministry, I think even regardless of where you are culturally, uh, location, region, geographically, even probably uh, outside of the U.S., wherever you find yourself, I think you're just going to find that at certain points, 
you're going to hit certain things and in certain times are going to bring certain challenges for you and certain expectations. So on the blog before, man, I've written a lot uh, of why I think youth pastors leave around the two to three year mark. I think seems like you see that a lot when I'm talking to youth pastors or when I'm getting emails from youth pastors um, that are struggling, it seems like they're going to fall somewhere within that two to three year mark. And I think there's a reason for that. And so I've written about that on there before, as well as a ton on why I think you should stay put. I just think the value of that is huge. I'm not saying God can't move you. God doesn't move you. Certainly he does. I'd be a hypocrite if I said anything other than that. In 15 years, I'm serving at the third church I've served at within that time, having served at the previous church um, for eight in my current position now uh, for just over five, almost six. And so I think, you know, I can't say that God doesn't call you. He does. I just think a lot of times we're eager and looking for him to call us somewhere and maybe not as patient to stay and learn through that process. And we probably shortchange our sanctification a bit and and always looking. I just think we give God credit for things that maybe he doesn't want credit for, and we blame him for things that maybe aren't quite his fault always. And so there's a lot on the blog about that, thelongerhall.com. If you've not checked out the blog or spent some time on there, man, I encourage you to do that and to look around there. But I'm going to give you today really six points in your ministry that when you hit certain timelines within your the scope of your ministry in your position, there are certain things that I think that you can expect, okay? And so we're going to walk through six of those today with you. And I think as you're looking through and evaluating your ministry and where you are, depending on how long you've been where you've been, I think you'll see and recognize these for the most part in your ministry. These are not like hard deadlines um, necessarily. So just, just off the front, just understand and know that when I'm giving you these, there's a range here. Sometimes it may happen a little sooner. Sometimes they may happen a little later. But one thing I know for sure, they're always going to happen. Okay. So for the first one, let's talk about from day one of your hire to about six months in. Okay. So somewhere for that first six months, man, things are probably going to go really, really well for the most part. Everybody's really excited that you're there, except for your maybe your juniors and seniors. They're still missing the other youth pastor, probably a little bit bitter that you're the one that's there now. But for the most part, people are excited that you're there. They're excited about all the things that you're saying, the vision you're, you're casting, either intentionally, unintentionally. There's a lot of potential there. You see the potential clearly, or you wouldn't have shown up there in that position. So everybody's just really excited. And there's a patience there on the part of folks where you know, they're okay with you maybe not doing things quite how they would like them or quite like they've been done before. They're okay with you not doing things quite as quickly as maybe they would like them. And they're just glad that you're there. You're too busy uh, learning names. I mean, you're, you're going crazy trying to learn names of students and leaders and parents. You're trying to figure out who kind of the movers and shakers are in the church, who are those influential folks that you that you need to recognize and know. And I don't mean necessarily playing politics there, but that's just the reality of church. You get a whole bunch of people together, church or not, there's going to be folks within that that carry a little more weight and influence, and you've got to be able to know who those are and recognize those folks so that you can lead effectively and pastor well. And so you're trying to figure out all of that stuff, and everybody's just excited about all the great ideas you have. You know, my, one of my favorite movies there, Nacho Libre, I mean, Life is good. 
real good, right? And so it's great, man. You're just you're just trying to keep to get your head around everything and um, make sense of everything that you have inherited and walked into somewhere around the one year mark. Okay, so this we'll move on to the second one here. Somewhere around the one year mark, you're really beginning to get a handle on who's who. I mean, you're really starting to figure out who who is who, what is what, what kid belongs to what parent, um, which kids and students, parents need a little more attention than others. You're, you're just starting to make sense of that. And you're, you're kind of feeling a little more confident in where you are. You understand kind of the lay of the land a bit now at this point. At least you feel like you do. And so now you're ready to start making some changes. And you feel like you got a pretty good basis to be able to move forward and really be able to make those changes that you, you feel like need to be done. You, you, all those dreams, all the potential, all those things you had before, the excitement that you had coming in, all of those things now, you're getting really antsy and eager to start making them happen. And so you, you, you're starting to, to kind of put those pieces in place. You're starting to, um, to kind of make some subtle changes and, and, and really see things to happen. You're also probably starting to hear, ironically enough, more about the previous youth pastor because now you've started um, making changes and not everyone is as excited as they were six months ago. And so you're going to be able to hear, or you're going to hear probably a little more and you're probably going to hear a little more comparison to previous folks, good, bad, and indifferent. They're going to, you're probably going to hear a little more about how you're better than them and how they like you better. And then you're going to hear some things that maybe not so much. Um, and so there's just going to be some more comparisons there. Listen, that can be really discouraging. That can be really discouraging. I just want to encourage you to not be discouraged by that and really stay the course, stay focused on that, continue to pour and invest, particularly in your middle school kids, because your high school kids, for the most part, will not see you as their youth pastor. And so you're going to continue to pour in, continue to invest in there. Most of the mess, so to speak, that you're going to see uh, with the ministry, um, in, in your mind at least, is still left over from what was there when you got there. And so you're kind of still in cleanup mode, you probably feel like to some extent. And so you're really ready at this point to kind of bear down, put your head down, and push forward in the ministry and start really making some progress. And you should be positioned fairly well to be able to do that a year in, okay? You've got, hopefully you've worked hard to earn some trust there, but there's still a little bit of struggle, but the, the, you know, the honeymoon is starting to wear, if you will. They're starting to realize, the church is starting to realize what they have in you and hiring you, and you're starting to realize what you have in the church that has hired you. And so you're kind of beginning to get a handle on things and start to make some changes, then comes probably, honestly, out of all the ones I'm going to give you, this third one is really probably the most crucial point out of all of the ones that I'm going to give you. So your first six months, pretty easy. You're just adjusting. You're trying to figure out where things are, where the schools are. I mean, you're, you're just trying to get the lay of the land. A year in, you got a pretty good handle on most of that, starting to make some changes now, and you're starting to hear maybe some criticism, certainly some comparison um, but you're still encouraged, still excited. Most, for the most part, people are still excited that you're there 
and you're beginning to to move forward. And then we get to this third one, which is going to be somewhere around the two and a half to three year mark. Okay, so two and a half to three years in, you're going to hit a monster of a benchmark, if you will. This is a huge, huge, huge moment in your ministry. And this is where most youth pastors jump off the train. This is where most youth pastors begin to look for another position uh, and they start thinking of leaving. It is definitely the toughest one of these points in your ministry that I'm going to give you. That excitement that you had when you first came, it's faded. It's faded a bit. You're not as excited anymore. They're probably not quite as excited anymore. Now you know the students really well. You know the parents that complain. You know them even better. Um, you're definitely receiving more criticism than you were, um, maybe maybe in some cases, than you really thought were possible by this point in. You, you, nobody's really catching on and grabbing a hold of the vision that you have, that you've been trying to sell and trying to cast. And so it's really, really frustrating um, in, in that sense. You're, you're really starting to feel a lot of resistance to some things. You're running into some resistance there, some of those new things you're wanting to do, even relationally. And youth ministry is all about relationships, right? Even relationally, it's just starting to get a little more difficult. You're probably going to get tired. You're going to be emotionally drained, discouraged. There uh, Often, I find around this point, spiritually speaking, you just get kind of stagnant and you're just ready to throw in the towel and give up. There's like a hundred small things and friction points, and it's like paper cuts, man. You just can't hardly take it anymore. There's one more little thing feels like a huge thing. All those small little criticisms, all those small little difficulties, they're starting to add up and feel like one, one, one huge big one. And this will cycle some, to be fair, in your ministry, you will come back to a point where you personally feel like this, but especially the two and a half to three year mark, that's that's where it is, man. And there's no there's no end in sight. It feels like it's not what you thought. It's not what you were hoping for. You're starting to wonder, gosh, will they ever get this? You know, and and are you even able to do it? You start to really struggle and feel a lot of doubt in your own self, your ability, because really up until two and a half to three years. You can pretty much do it on your own. That's the scary thing for me about youth ministry. You can pretty much do it on your own. And let me say this, if you've been at a few churches, you're probably just kind of on repeat mode. You probably stepped into this position and did basically the same thing you did at the last one, and that was really sufficient to get you to this point. But around two and a half to three year, the three-year mark, you get to the end of yourself. You're not really able to continue on in your own power and your own strength and your own ideas. And so kind of the rubber begins to hit the road here. You begin struggling with a call, your call to ministry, maybe. You're, I mean, just what were you thinking, you know, wanting to get into this? Was this really a call to student ministry or was it something that you just enjoyed? Was it just something that you kind of thought would be fun? Um, and so you're just you're feeling pretty rough right now probably really lonely as well. I find a lot of folks end up lonely. The If you're married, you've got kids, the pressure that you're feeling at 
at work, quote unquote, is also taking a toll on your family. And all of a sudden, you're just ready to move on. And you want that excitement that you felt. You remember what that was like. And so you begin to look around at other positions. You look for some greener pasture. And you just want a new, fresh start. And all of a sudden now, what's happening and what you're seeing is all the church's fault. It's all the fault of the church that you're at. It's all the fault of the ministry that you're in. And so you start looking around, and all of a sudden, miraculously, God starts leading you away from here, and and you're starting to look for somewhere else. You will also often find that somewhere around this point, the two-and-a-half to three-year mark, something is going to happen that you will likely not see coming. So it may be an issue with a parent. It may be an issue with a youth worker something, there's going to be kind of a monumental moment that is going to be extremely difficult, probably painful, that will kind of raise up its head here, and you will likely not see that coming. And I just want to encourage you, if you're in this place right now, just stay the course. Just stay the course. Stay the task. It gets better from here, really. If you can push through this, you'll find things start to ease you'll find things start to really kind of fall in place coming out of this moment, out of this kind of time frame. If we were talking about running, which again, I don't run. I think I've mentioned this, but I don't run unless I'm being chased by something really big. But if we were running, runners talk about, I can never experience this in this sense, but runners talk about kind of hitting the wall in a marathon where everything in you is telling you to shut down and stop running. And mentally, you just have to focus and push through that and out, Coming out of the other side of that, you kind of catch your second wind and you really become energized again and able to continue running. And this is kind of that moment within your youth ministry, this third point here, somewhere around two and a half to three years in. The next one is going to be four years in, okay? So about four years in now, you didn't give up, you stayed put, now you're starting to finally feel the momentum beginning to swing in your direction a little bit starting to see some things taking shape. Those relationships you've been investing in are starting to come your way, especially with those junior high, middle school kids that you were pouring in off the front, if you're in charge of middle school and high school. okay. Either way, wherever you find yourself, whether you're just in charge of high school, you're just in charge of middle school, or you're, you've got the whole you know kind of kit and caboodle there, you've been investing in the younger students, knowing that you'll be their youth pastor, You've got strong relationships or starting to get some strong relationships with your youth workers and, of course, with your students. Parents at this point, four years in, are really beginning to trust you. They're not questioning you quite as much. You don't, they're not worried about you leaving them, uh, the students, the parents, the youth workers, like, like the last youth pastor um, had done. Uh, likely, you know, you're just starting to really be seen as the youth pastor by, every, by everybody in there. Doesn't mean youth ministry is without its challenges right here, but now you've got the confidence and the trust of those that you serve and those that you're serving with. And so you're able to kind of handle things that come your way, and you're finally starting to feel yourself begin to get really excited about your youth ministry again. And so the four-year mark is kind of where the momentum begins to shift a little in your direction, and you'll feel that. It's like you raise the sails, the wind comes behind you and begins to really carry you and push you kind of out again and, and kind of hitting that second wind, if you will. Five years in, okay, is the next one. So five years in, now you have really what you've made. 
So when you look around at your ministry five years in, for the most part, what you see is what you've built. Okay. And so you're not quite fully at a place where you can evaluate everything you're doing, but you're really, really close. You've established and built a culture there, whether you meant to or not. The students totally see you as their youth pastor, legitimately so in every facet. Everyone sees you and recognizes you as a youth pastor. You've been able to kind of make changes, set in place the things you really felt like were needed for that youth ministry. Hopefully you did that wisely and you started with some goals off the front with a clear vision. We've, we've written about that, talked about that. Um, Nate Turner was on back uh, on the podcast and we talked a lot about crafting vision, creating vision, how, how we did that. So now you're in a place where you could really move forward with that vision that God's given you for the ministry. There's still difficult days to come. There's no doubt about that. We're not saying it's easy, but you are so far from where you were around that two and a half to three year mark. And so now is really where the fun starts. Okay. Not that it hasn't been fun. There have been moments of fun before, but now really you can kind of sit back and look and see what God is doing in and through you in the ministry. You're not having to deal with the criticisms anymore. You're not dealing with as much. You're not dealing with the comparisons from the previous youth pastor. Nobody's really thinking about you leaving. And so there's a, there's a huge element of trust there. And you can legitimately look around, see some of those goals, some of those vision things that you have built and start to examine and see, okay, is this really what we were trying to do? And so you're at a point where you can even start to make some corrections if you need to, and you will. And then the sixth one is this, and this is seven years in, okay? Seven years in is a beautiful, beautiful place. It is, out of all of these, the sweetest moment in your ministry. And it's also one of the more difficult moments, uh, to be honest. It's nowhere near what the two and a half to three year mark was. It's different in a whole new way. It brings its own challenges. But it is a very sweet moment because now you've seen a class of students. If you have sixth grade through 12th, uh, you've seen a, an entire class come through. If you're seventh through 12th, obviously this happens a little sooner. But there's something about that seven year mark that is just a beautiful moment. You've seen these students come and walk all the way through your ministry now, and you've lived life with them. They've lived life with you. You can see f- fully some of the fruits of your labor, if you will, like you're beginning to see these students that you're producing out of your ministry, and you can evaluate, like, are these students representing the characteristics and traits that we wanted to be producing in our ministry? And We've written about that on the blog. There are certain characteristics and traits that I think you need to have an idea of what students look like, act like, will be like when they leave your ministry. And I don't I don't mean like cookie cutter so, but are there certain characteristics where you say, this is something that when students leave my ministry, I want them to be this. I want them to pursue this. I want them to have this. So we've written about that. I've written about that before, these characteristics in our youth ministry. This is the point really where you can begin to examine that. You know, you've got the systems in place, the people in place, hopefully, to help you really be successful in the ministry. You're, you're leveraging strong relationships that you've got in the community, in the schools. You've got this pool of influence that you have that is beginning to expand and, and, con- and just continue to grow. And every class that comes through your ministry and graduates out from here is just going to build 
on on that. They're going to come through your ministry in its entirety for the most part. I mean, obviously, you're going to pick up some students here or there that come in along the way, but for the most part, you're going to have these students, and you're going to invest in them over the entire seven-year process or six-year process that they are in your ministry. You're not dependent necessarily at this point on being fueled by excitement. It's really, you're really at a place where it's just a true joy. You just are really enjoying what you do. And this really is the beginning point for your ministry. Like at seven years in, you're at a place really now where you can begin to, to really make a greater influence and, and a greater impact, you know? And so you've, you've got to be able to, to look at those things. Now, again, we're not talking cookie cutter in these things. There's a lot of things. The health of the church certainly can can affect that. A change in a senior lead pastor in the middle of this can kind of reset a bit. That happened uh, at a previous church I served in. We were a few years in. New pastor comes in. New new vision. New direction. So there's a bit of a readjustment that happens un- under every ministry underneath that. And so for the student ministry, we had that as well. But for the most part, you're going to be able to follow these patterns and see the, these come through. You know, you may ch- take on more responsibility. You may have change in job description. All of those things can change and affect these these moments or these time frames. But for the most part, I think you'll find these to be true. I found them to be in, in true in my ministry. And as I mentor other youth pastors, younger youth pastors, and just talk with other youth pastors about this, I think I see these a whole, whole bunch. And they're really important to recognize because as you go throughout your ministry, you when you hit these seasons and these moments, you've got to know, okay, this is where I am. I'm two to three years right now, two and a half to three years. This is the toughest season. If we can persevere through this and push through this, it gets better from here. That really helps you push through that. If you're sitting in that moment not recognizing what comes later or not recognizing even this, that this is very normal, that everybody deals with this, everybody has this situation, these struggles, you sit there, you begin to think, I'm the only one who's like this. It's so easy in that moment just to give up and to throw in the towel and walk away and start over again, only to find yourself in the very next position, next church, in the same situation two and a half to three years in. And the, the, the dangerous thing there is, and the emails that I get often or the phone calls, all are, are similar, and this isn't, listen, I'm not being critical, I'm, I'm by no means am I, am I trying to demean or diminish struggle in that moment, because there are legitimate reasons to leave, and there are legitimate seasons um, that, that call for, for you to step out and, and to leave, but the emails or the phone calls all kind of start the same, you know, after a very difficult two and a half to three years, we've decided to step away, or we feel that God is leading us somewhere else, and Listen, to be totally transparent, he may be. God very well may be leading you somewhere else. However, to sit at the two and a half to three year mark and say that your entire ministry up to that point has been difficult is a bit of an overstatement. You just don't remember what it was like in those early days. And the entire ministry feels as if it has been a struggle because the gravity of that moment and the difficulty of that season in particular ways across everything else. And so recognizing that there's things that come after this, there's more to this, there's benchmarks after that that are coming will help you kind of push through and persevere. The challenge at seven years becomes now you're fully able to evaluate what you've done 
And you almost kind of have to reboot or reset a bit and make sure that you are exactly producing what you want to be and what changes need to be made. And in some sense, oftentimes at seven years in, you're kind of in a place where you're having to kind of recast vision a little bit in maybe a little bit of a different direction, but still pushing forward for those same things and same characteristics. And so it's just, it's kind of a continuing process, but it's much easier to do that at seven years in with those relationships established, with the confidence established from folks, with all of those things that you have invested in and putting the time in up to this point, it's easier at that point to be able to do that. And, and of course, you've also, now you're not having to struggle to recruit new leaders. It's just, you're just in a much, much better place. And it is a beautiful time. It is a beautiful, beautiful time in ministry. But you don't see that if when you, when you hit that rough patch there, when things start getting a little more difficult, if you step out and walk away. So what about you? Okay, what about you? Where are you in your ministry? What season, if you will, of these moments do you find yourself in? And can you relate to any of these? Can you relate to any of these things? And I would imagine that you probably can. So I would love for you to head over to the show notes page after this podcast, if you're finished listening, thelongerhall.com slash episode 014 just leave a comment there and let me know, do you recognize these things in your ministry? Can you relate to these things? Have you seen these in yours or in others' ministries? And what are the difficulties, what are the challenges that you are facing? I, I would love to hear from you in that and let others even just pour in and encourage. I think you'll find that as others are sharing and others are commenting even, that you're not alone. You're not alone in this. That This is a very common issue and a common problem. So I want to give you a couple of resources here that I really have found helpful to me over the years. One is a book, and it's a bit dated, okay, but I put it on my top five books every youth worker should read, and it's called The Ministry of Nurture by Duffy Robbins. The Ministry of Nurture by Duffy Robbins. This is one of the first books that I got my hands on when I started in youth ministry a long time ago when the whole world was in black and white and dinosaurs roamed the earth. And it was so helpful for me just to really be reminded of why I do what I do and why I was doing this crazy thing called youth ministry. And that ultimately it really was about the students and the relationships and nurturing and fostering those. It's been super, super, super helpful to me. It is by far um, one of the books that I recommend most to other youth pastors. Another book I'd like to recommend to you is called Raising the Bar by Alvin Reed, by Dr. Alvin Reed. Raising the Bar by Dr. Alvin Reed. And I think you'll find in that, that oftentimes for me, let me speak honest here for myself, that when I find myself kind of settling in and getting comfortable and complacent in my ministry, that's when I start to struggle most. And so when I'm pushing and challenging and kind of raising the expectations for our youth leaders and for our students I find that I'm more energized personally to do that and to be able to push through and to continue on in that. So head over to the show notes page when you're done and leave a comment there letting me know, hey, can you relate to these? you feel like, am I just way off in left field here? Um, And where do you find yourself? What season are you in? And even maybe how I could pray for you. That'd be super helpful. It'd be my honor to be able to sit down and do that with you and pray for you and encourage you a bit. 
in that process. But if you'll head over there, that's thelongerhaul.com slash episode 014. I'll have links for the resources there as well as the posts that I mentioned in this episode. And leave a comment there. Let me know if you enjoyed the podcast, finding it helpful. Again, head over to iTunes, thelongerhaul.com slash iTunes, write and leave a review there. I'd really appreciate that very much. And of course, head over and grab your free month, a free trial of Audible, and grab your free download at thelongerhaul.com slash audible trial. I think you'll find that extremely helpful as well. Maybe you can even grab those books on Audible and listen to them there. But hey, thanks for tuning in today. A little bit different. I know it's a solo show. I've got a few of these that we will do from time to time, just things that are on my heart. Or when I find myself talking to youth pastors a lot about something that is similar over and over and over, uh, I want to take the time to jump on the podcast here and just encourage everybody with that. So thanks for uh, putting up with it and listening to me ramble on a bit. I hope you find it helpful. And uh, the blog is helpful for you as well there. So stay the course. You're making a difference. I promise you're making a difference. Don't give up. You can do this. And you're doing a great, great job. So until next time, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.